What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-hosts Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. Go. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. Y'all got to excuse us like offline. We were just like cracking up because we were playing around with our Zoom backgrounds. Like apparently I'm a little technologically deficient because I didn't know that I even can do that. Um, so yeah, we are back for another episode and this is going to be a good one. You already know who it is. It's your boy Forbes George. We got Cartier Carter and Jacqueline Plans because she doesn't want to <laughs> Uh, or jackpot j can y'all can y'all can y'all leave a review and let me know if i should go by jackpot j or keep it jacqueline plans i think instagram lets you change your name like once a year or something like that right i mean you can change it i think like i don't know i don't i don't know the rules but you can definitely change it um i mean i don't i'm gonna be real i don't know why you're so married to jacqueline plans yeah i don't know yeah, I mean, you're a financial planner, but you're more than that. You know what I'm saying? You're like, more than that. Oh my gosh, that's so you're more than a planner. You're more Come than on, that. I queen. I see more of you than you see yourself. But, um, yeah, but, but, to her defense, Mr. Cofield and I've been telling you for I'm, like I'm a year. My, I'm changing my name January first. I already know. So what? Podcasts coming out. Um, I want to keep the same name while those podcasts are going live. Um, uh-huh. I think I'm gonna just be Carter Cofield, like this first and last name, because I want my name. I want to have established my brand so much that when people See my name, they already know what I'm about. Facts, facts. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you need to figure that out because all these fake pages, like somebody's gonna have your name. Well, no. Once you change your name, nobody can. It's unavailable going forward. You can't. No, what she's saying is right now. Does anyone have Carter? Just Carter Cofield? Oh no, 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 no. Because they're trying to mirror to make it seem like they're his page, right? So he might have lucked up in that regard. Believe it or not, Action Pong is like Smith in Ghana. Like, no, no, I know that. I know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, everybody think my last name was so unique. I'm like, just go to go to go to Ghana. <laughs> you know Wait, you might want to go. You might want to go like open up a new like Instagram and take that name because this is about to go out to thousands of people globally, and somebody might snakes. try to go steal it. Yeah, people are snakes. They might. I mean, look, I'll, I'll, look, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I, I'm gonna I'm go ahead and trust that the world is is more better people than than not. Um, yeah, I'm gonna trust. Not people. on social media, my page is hacked. <laughs> anyway, what's the what's the topic of today's episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, housekeeping, housekeeping. So, number one, guys, thank you for the reviews. You know, saying appreciate the reviews and the feedback. Um, you know, we're climbing the charts. Uh, Carter's gonna have some creative ways to make sure that people can really, really know our podcast is here to stay. So, we're gonna give out some giveaways. Uh, for y'all to go subscribe, you know, to our various channels. We got some stuff coming down the pipeline. And again, but only subscribe if you if you if you rock with us. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't want it, we don't want it want you to do it just because we're trying to climb the charts, right? If you think that our podcast is dope, leave a review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And because you already feel that way, we want to incentivize you to do what you already want to do anyway, right? Um, so we got some super super dope stuff coming down the pipeline. Also, don't forget if you have any advice, any questions that you want us to answer live on the show, send them to podcast at melaninmoney.com, right? Free advice, free advice. I can tell you right now, 
it's a, you know, <laughs> you ain't gonna find it on this side. Anything free out of you know, you know, what I'm saying outside. Of, we already give you all the podcast. You know, what I'm saying so. Like, just take advantage of this opportunity. You know, we would love to have you send a quick video clip in. That's like the first choice. Like, we're gonna prioritize those. If you're not comfortable on video, audio will be second because we'll literally play the question live on the episode. And then option three, if you just are not comfortable with video or audio, you can always send in a quick little written question. But we know we're going to a lot of these requests are going to come in. So we're prioritizing video first then audio and then written. And we want to give you free game, personalized free game live on the show. Um, and we're going to shout your name out, all that good stuff. So don't forget podcast at melaninmoney.com if you want to get your stuff answered on the show. Other than that, guys, yeah, let's get into it. So today we are going to talk about love and legacy right do you have to choose can you have both like let's get into it right because legacy and love are probably the two of the biggest l words right it's like when you hear hear a lot of people talk like they want to leave a legacy and then who doesn't want love right i think the three things they say in business that you um that you want to like try to target to is what health wealth and relationships right so people want to be in love right and people want to leave wealth behind i.e legacy right so like these are two of the top three things that are really, really important. And so what prompted this is I was watching an episode of Insecure with my wife. I feel like I got to give that disclaimer because like, nigga, you watch Insecure by yourself on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> what? Watching- Men watch Insecure on their own? I know. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm being, I'm, I'm being me. But I was just I making watched- sure. I was just making sure. I was watching Insecure with my wife. Um, and one of the episodes, I think it was two episodes ago uh, from the point in which I watched it. Uh, Lawrence, uh, the character that plays Lawrence, he had a baby mom, right? And they had a kid together. He was in San Fran. She was in LA. My man, Lawrence was doing his thing, living it up, but he was still trying to be a very active dad, you know, come back every single week to be present for the kid. But he was not trying to be with, I can always forget her name. What is it? Condessa, condolences on her name. But he was not trying to be, Condola. He was not trying to be with, her right but you could tell that like there was just like some kind of secret like resentment and just like she probably wanted it to go a different way neither one of them probably envisioned a baby mama scenario right nobody nobody envisioned. I, mean, I don't think anybody just willingly envisions that right i hope yeah. Not. yeah no one envisions that right and so you know at the end of the episode they kind of left it as a, as a cliffhanger but like he called her and then it was just like basically they acknowledged the fact that this isn't working we got to figure it out now the hope is that they just are able to really co-parent, right? Like shout out to Drake, co-parent of the year. We figured out a rapport, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully <sighs> that's the goal. But what it made me think about is how many people sometimes, even when the relationship is done, we know it's done, but we decide to try to stay together for the sake of legacy, for the sake of keeping the household together, for the sake of, quite frankly, simplicity. In some cases, if you're married or were married, the sake of probably saving some money, right? Because <laughs> they say it's cheaper to keep her. Or, you know, some some women bosses out there too. So cheaper to keep him. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about that as the initial, you know, talking point for like legacy and love, right? Like, can you have both? Do you have to choose? Like, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Specifically from the relationship angle. Jack, you go first. Held it down for the ladies. Mm, I really was thinking cheaper to keep him because childcare costs more than college. Man, look. I mean, childcare is gonna happen regardless, though, right? Like, if y'all both work, and you gotta get childcare regardless, right? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I feel mixed ways about this. Okay. Carter, I, I, 
I can go first. Okay, so here's I'll I'll hit on it from uh, just like a relationship standpoint and a financial standpoint. I think it's two different lenses to view, yeah, right? Sure. Um, from a relationship standpoint, I don't think it's ever worth it to be with somebody just for the kid if the, if you're not going to be happy in the process, right? right. So like I see this all the time. I even have like family and friends going through this. They're like, I want to, I don't really want her, but I want my son. I don't want somebody playing football with my son. Right. I don't want somebody playing football with my son. And I get that. And I respect that. But like, what's worse, me always being unhappy in this home and trying to raise a son when I'm, when I'm unhappy 365 days of the week, or is it better for that son to see me when I'm in my, when I'm my best self, when I'm with somebody I want to be with, when I'm, um, just happy consistently and I'm not arguing in the household. Right. So I think that from that standpoint, if you're just being with somebody for the kid, I think you're doing yourself a huge disservice from a happiness standpoint. And then I think you could be doing the kid a disservice from waking, from being raised in a family where their parents are consistently arguing, or you're just not the father you could because you're not happy. Right. You're not happy. So that's how I feel like it. That's how I feel about it from a, just a relationship standpoint, from a financial standpoint, you know, it all depends. Cause again, like if you got to pay her child support of, I think, I think what was that? Wow, Brittany Ryan got somebody for $200,000 a month. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I forget what NBA player was. It was a myth, but yeah. Okay. Well, so $200,000 a month, right? Or like future, I know he has some $100,000 a month. So like from a financial standpoint, from a financial standpoint, it depends on what the court says if we're not together, right? Like I gotta, I gotta do that math. But again, um, you know, building a legacy is important, but you don't have to build it within a household that's broken. Can I, can I give a, can I give a a, a rebuttal or a devil's advocate to that? Yeah. You're saying from a financial standpoint, it depends what the dollar amount says. So what that means is your happiness has a price tag. Well, that's a good point, right? Because mm-hmm. again. Again, that's a good point. So I think overall, I'm chasing happiness over money all day long. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pay the price if I get my happiness. But again, like I don't, I don't think that um, staying with somebody you're not happy with, no matter whether it's a financial reason or a child reason or a legacy reason, I, I think you have to put yourself first in some scenarios and know that if you're happy in your best state, you can always go make more money. There's no ceiling on how much money is going to cost you, but there, there's a ceiling when you're not happy, when you're stressed out, when you can't be the best version of yourself. And, um, you know, that's just my, that's my piece. I don't have that situation. Knock on wood. I never had that situation, but, um, you know, that's just my thoughts. I ain't got no little George Jr.'s right there. At least I don't know that I don't know about it. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, so Jacqueline, you got some time to, to stew on it. So what are, what are your what are your immediate thoughts? I mean, you're thinking about this because it's so complex. OK, firstly, there is nothing more complicated on the earth than another human being. Oh, gosh. OK, there's nothing else more complicated. Y'all think finance, crypto, NFTs is complicated like it's not being in relationships complicated okay 110 percent. period friendships can get weird business relationships obviously sexual relationships they all can get weird okay so now you want us to talk about combining the most complicated thing on the planet with the most taboo topic on the planet which is money that's what we do you know what i'm saying shout out my winning money you know what we do so we're gonna combine these together and then attempt to help Everybody listening no, to this no, podcast just your position. Just with their situation. Yeah, just your okay. position, my your opinion. Position. Right? This is this is a open ended column. 
journalist column. You're right, y'all. I got to take my advisor head off and put on my podcast. Yeah, we're not solving problems for anybody, yeah, right? This is, like, this is our perspective. In our, you know what I'm saying? It's some men out here listening and, and want to know how you're going to handle this situation. That's going to depend on if they'll get in your DM. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know how I'm going to handle this situation or condole. Okay, because he did her wrong, right? So, and this is talking about the relationship side of things. Okay. You should have like healed from your relationship with Issa and like you should have figured out what you're doing about that before you jumped into this. Okay. Because you jumped into this, and this is the other thing. We we all grown. You know what happens when you have sex. You know mm-hmm. what happens when you have unprotected sex. You know what happens when you have unprotected sex and you do not pull out. So you know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So you should prepare your relationship for that if <laughs> you're you're participating in that. But the caveat to that it's is what happens, like, yeah. right? Yeah. Stuff happens. You, and you know what happened. You know uh, what I'm saying? Well, she, yeah, she, she's grown too. You know what I'm saying? I want to call my friend out right now who I literally had this conversation with was like, hey, you know what happens if you have unprotected sex? So it's happened and like <laughs> you guys weren't preparing for that at all? No? Okay. All right. Right. I'm just putting it out there because some people don't even think about it. I'm like, don't y'all know that's how babies are made? Okay. Right. So Rolling eventually a baby is probably going to be made. Okay. So just like talking about the relationship stance, like for me, I think that if you are going to bring children into the world, children deserve two parent households. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. So happy and unhappy. No, I just, I think people deserve happy homes. Right. And I think that, Part of the problem with relationships is, one, we think that they are disposable. I feel like we live in a day and age where relationships and people are disposable. So it's like, you know, if you're not happy with this person, you just go hop to the next person. You have these or you or you find that next person on social media. You flirt with them for a little bit. You realize you kind of like this person. You got an option with them. So you cross off your person and you're like, oh, okay. well, I have other options out here. So me and this person hit a little bump in the road. So I'm just get rid of this person and go on to the next person because people are just disposable and you can just have whatever you want whenever you want it. Oh, you hit some. Mm, yeah, he's talking about some time. I'm going. He's talking about therapist right now. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I have a side note with that. But People think that people are disposable. And I just think that like that's the world that we live in with social media and stuff. And I don't think that that's realistic, especially if you want to bring children into this world. Yeah. Okay, so that's my opinion on that. Um, In terms of finances, I in terms of finances, to me, I'm like, Carter, like that's that's on the back burner. Like I'm first trying to figure out, you know, am I happy in the situation? Do I like what's going on? You know, how do I feel day to day? Does it bring me peace? Am I anxious all the time? Like, is there some way to correct that? If there is no way to correct that, you know, then I'm looking at the financial conversation. Got it. Okay. So we kind of all got our, our general opinions about that. Right. But it seems like generally speaking, and I don't know if I stated this as well, but generally speaking, you know, your happiness and in, in from a romantic relationship standpoint, Regardless of if you have kids together, regardless of how long you've been together, you should obviously fight and not try to dispose of the relationship just because at once at the smallest sign of, you know, discontentment. But if you've really done the work and it seems like this doesn't make sense and you guys aren't going to be happy, 
that you should seek to find happiness, right? Whatever that that looks like for you. Seems like that seems to be the general consensus. But however, what Jacqueline sounds like you're saying is as adults, we need to be more proactive as we go into these situations, understanding where we are from a trauma perspective, from a healing perspective. Are we ready to be in this type of situation? Because it is one person might be going in with the assumption that they are, and another person might not be, and they're they're all in thinking that you maybe you're ready for that and you're not. And as a result of it, now they get hurt because you were basically doing some trial and error stuff and because you didn't heal. So I think that's fair, right? Like as adults, especially if you're listening to this podcast, I don't, you know, I'm on our exact demo, but I'm pretty sure you're probably mid-20s to early 40s, right? You're an adult, right? And so nobody's perfect. But we should we should really try to go into these situations being super transparent, understanding uh, where we are and if we're ready for it and if we're on the same page with that person. But but if it does ever change, you owe it to them to be as honest as possible, as quickly as possible. Right. Because at the end of the day, we are adults and you can't answer or assume how somebody's going to feel, because I think the alternative is worse, too. Some people are like, well, I don't want to hurt this person. So I'm going to do what? cheat. I'm going to do my, you know, I'm going to do me. So it's just like, you also have to be honest regardless of where you're at. And then as adults, y'all can sort through that. But I think what we really are after here is, you know, does the love, does the romantics of the situation supersede the fact that there might be some legacy components? We're already married. We've already been together. We already got kids. And for me, I'm going to still say no, only because if there's no love there, like the, the emotions of resentment are going to show up in some shape, form or fashion, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's me not being able to show up for my kid the right way, because I'm, I'm, I have resentment, right. In the situation, or I'm still treating you, you know, in a, wrong, right. Because I don't want to be there. Right. And I don't think anybody deserves that. I think everybody deserves peace of mind. Everybody deserves happiness. And I don't think there's any dollar amount or any financial legacy that supersedes you know, um, you having that peace of mind and happiness, from my opinion. That's my final stance and, on it. And and I like Jacqueline's point, and this is obviously not a relationship podcast, but I like her point about being intentional on the front end, right? So like, when I turned 30, one of my you know main intentions was like, all right, I'm no longer entering into physical relationships that I can't see myself with the person long term, right? Mm-hmm. Like in my okay. 20s, I, I knew that she didn't have a good head on her shoulders, but she looked good, it didn't matter, right? But but now as an adult, and I'm like, I go into every situation, like, is it somebody I can have kids with? Is it somebody I can potentially, because here's the thing, the kids are happening, you know what I'm saying? So at least you want to at least kind of like have the mindset going in, like, you know, where's this person heads at? You know, you know, do, could, would they be a good mother? Would they be a potential good wife? Like, where's that head around? Where's that head at around money? Right. Do, mm-hmm. are, are they inclined on investing? Like, do they overspend? So I think at least doing more work on the front end can help eliminate problems on the back end. Awesome. Awesome. Nah, I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. So let's talk about another like battle of, of love and legacy that you could experience, you know, in your lifetime. Right. So one thing that people really like kind of think about from a legacy perspective, for whatever reason, is passing down family business. Right. Um, having your son, daughter, you know, family member being able to step in from a succession planning standpoint and pass the torch. Right. Of the family legacy. Now, what happens If that child, right, that kid, that successor has no desire 
to do that business. Mm-hmm. Like zero desire. Let's say it's like an accounting firm. Are, are you right? projecting uh, right now? <laughs> are you Am projecting? I projecting? Oh, oh no, nah, I'm not. Because I, I, I would never put that burden on my kid. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I, I will give him options. And if he decides that that's the path he wants to take, it's great. But the beautiful thing about systems and and all that good stuff, you know, we can always find other people to to, to take our place. But um, but nah, that's a that's a fair point, fair question. Oh, so you answer your own question. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I, I don't mind. I don't. If my if my son is like, yeah, I'm I'm good on that. I want to do something different. <laughs> that's cool. Just go make just go make sure you make some money. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> right. Your question was, what do you do if your child doesn't want to take over your business? What do they? Oh well, I think I think again, it goes back to parents, I think communication and expectations. I think in the old school way of it is just, you just assume it's like, well, this is the family business and this is how we do it. Right. Same like it is what it is. Walmart. You don't even give your child a chance yeah. to decide. So I think the, the the key and how I would do it for speaking specifically, how I'm going to do it um, is, you know, when my son is of age to even digest the concept on any level and say, Hey son, you know, whether you want to go to college, that's optional. Right. Whether you want to work for the family business, that's optional. Whether you want to do your own thing, those are all options. But, you know, I want to make sure that he understands like the opportunities that he has and that he doesn't feel compelled to. I want to let him know that it's definitely an honor and I would be grateful. And there would most certainly be a place for him in any of the businesses that I have that he decides that he wants to be a part of. But it's most certainly not an obligation. Right. And I would give him the opportunity to explore that right and like hey like you know before you even say yes you might, you might be doing it because you want to make dad happy before you say yes you know intern right do some work for me you know what i'm saying i don't want you to secretly resent me thinking that well i just did it because my dad you know he he forced me to or you know he really wanted me to do it like yes of course what dad wouldn't want to see that happen but our relationship and our legacy is not going to be hinged upon your decision to decide if you want to be in the financial industry or whatever, who knows what I'm doing at that point, right? Or what business yeah. they can tap into. Um, it's definitely not hinged upon that from my vantage point. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think it should be, but what do you guys think? Don't forget to tell him that I'm rich. You're not rich. That's a fact. <laughs> oh, hey, I love fact. that line. I love that line. Hey, look, I'll tell y'all, Parent, I'm gonna be like, it's my money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, you ain't earned this, but nah. Um, Jackie, you wanna go? That happened to one of my friends. His dad has like 20 Grammys or something like that. And I was like, so what was the upbringing like? And he was like, my dad used to always remind me that this is my money, not, you know, <laughs> as his money, yeah. not my money. I'm like, that's hilarious. Um, but can y'all imagine being like Elon Musk's kid or Bezos' kid and then being like, so. You gonna step into your role? Like, uh, you, know, you know how much pressure that is. Like, to your point, you know, GA, ungodly. like doing it is unfair to the kid because even if they want to do what you do, they have the shoes to fill, which are right. so you know you could be setting them up as a as a disservice because, like, yeah, if I was young, most kids, I'm like, no way, <laughs> I'm straight, I'm good, Dad. But um, it's but so Jack, funny. Do you have any like insights on this, especially as a woman, right? You have a daughter. Right. Let's say you were to have a daughter. It's not a lot of women in the financial you know, industry. Well, to say, like, I, I don't have a daughter, guys, but if I did have a daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you all my example of like my mother daughter relationship. So my mom <laughs> tell y'all what not to do. So my mom um, wanted to be an attorney. That mm-hmm. was her goal, dream, 
whatever didn't happen so she when i decided i was going to be a financial planner she kept trying to push me towards being an attorney and she was like don't you want to go to new york city and become an attorney no that sounds awful to me i don't like people (laughs) i do not like crowded areas i'm not even really a city person like that sounds terrible to me. I don't like law. I do not want to study law for years and years. That doesn't sound attractive to me. So she kept pushing that. Right. So then she even pushed mm-hmm. it to the point where like I was getting ready to sit for my CFP and she was like, well, I'll pay for you to take the LSAT. And I'm just like, OK, why are you pushing your goals and dreams on me? Why aren't you asking mm-hmm. me what I'm trying to do? Mm-hmm. But interest me. You're not taking any interest in what I have going on. So that's going to that's going to pull on your relationship with your parent when your parent doesn't take an interest in you as a human being and more so just wants to project what they wanted out of life onto you or what they got out of life. Right. So for instance, like George, if you're financial advising, your son is 15 years old. Don't you want to go into financial advising? Start taking finance classes. Like Mm you're going to be like, dad, I'm a creative. I want to make NFTs. I don't want to go into advising. You're like, (laughs) no, you got to do, the, the family Atrium Pong business, the Atrium Pong. Is that, is that way. how Georgia do it? Like, that's how you sound? <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light. For someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter in their family. Now, instead of imagining, I want you to learn a little bit more about the Melanin Millionaires Club, because that is exactly what we've created, right? We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances to give you the confidence that you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Number one, you're going to get access to money challenges, you know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're going to get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're going to have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that Melanin Millionaire. You're going to get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket. Because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for, but sometimes Knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. There's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education. Right. You have investment opportunities. Right. From time to time when they present themselves, I'm going to share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. Not to mention, if you sign up today, you're going to get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you, I strongly encourage you to click the link link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be 
the first generation millionaire in your family. Y'all gotta watch us on YouTube if you're listening. But yeah, it's like yeah, y'all get exclusive content. Yeah, so it's like, how can you not take an interest in me as a person? I'm the person that came out of your body. Like, <laughs> I came yeah. from you. So how can you not take a genuine interest in me? So if I did, yeah. for your question, Carter, if I did have a daughter, I would try to take a genuine interest in what interests her. Facts, 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 facts. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just about, at the end of the day, I think what happens is, you know, and this is why it's so important to chase your own dreams and to, like, try to squeeze every ounce out of life that you can. Because I think what happens is like psychologically, it's not just about wanting to see your kids step into the role. It's almost like they're going to finish what I couldn't do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you're basically trying to live vicariously, you know, through the kid, you know what I'm saying? Versus like what you accomplish in your lifetime, what you accomplish in your lifetime. You know, if you get, if you left it all on the floor, you left it all on the floor, you know what I'm saying? And it, business is set up in a way where it doesn't have to be your kid. It can be whoever, right? It can be a business partner. It could be somebody that you appoint as a CEO. It doesn't have to be your child. You give them that option. And I think the most important thing you can do is if you really, that's something that you really want, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's like a manipulative way to do it, but you better be somebody that do something that somebody wants to do. Like you better be look cool. You better yeah. be, you know, have the time freedom, you know, make, make it look sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause then you don't have to uh, flex it on them or, or push it on them. They might just want to like, yo dad, when you going to get me, when you going to tap me in dog? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put me in coach. Put me in coach. You know what I'm saying? Um, cool. Yeah. Lead by example. And then they'll probably ask you. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked about this on a previous episode. Like my kid going to have three choices at the age of 17, 18, whenever they finish high school. Right. They're going to have the option to go to college, which is going to be fully saved, fully paid for. Right. Or they're going to have the option to join the family business, which, again, you can just come in and join it. You'll have a salary. You'll find, you know, uh, have a role and I'll, I'll manage you. Or you can take the money that I save for college, which might, which might be 200 grand by the time, you know, 18 years from now or more. You can take this 200 grand and you can go start your own thing. Right. And I'll use the money I save for college as seed capital for you to start your own business or your own creative way, like whatever you want to do. Now, best believe I'm not going to just give them two hundred thousand dollars. We're going to have a financial plan. I'm going to be the the CFO of their business. But again, I want to give them choices because, again, like we talk about this all the time. Freedom is about choices. right? Freedom is about choices. So if you want to join, we got you. If you want to go to college, it's paid for. If you want to start your own thing, you got seed capital. Right. I just want to give myself my kids the choices that I didn't have growing up so they could be a person that I couldn't become because of the lack of choices I didn't have, if that makes mm. sense. I want to say something real quick. Um, and it's going to be my first book next year, first official book. book. Um, I believe that most people have not been able to make decisions that are 100% in their best interest because most people make decisions relative to their resources, mm-hmm. right? And so I think it's so important to understand that like you probably haven't even tapped in to your your most significant level of creativity or possibility if you're in financial bondage because your your mind can't expand beyond the resources that you have right it's almost like if you're driving a car and you know it it only goes up to 40 miles an hour you can't ever fathom flooring it to 180 on an open on an open highway 120 180 is a little crazy um 120 130 on open on an open highway right like it's not even it's not even a possibility and so like People think financial freedom, and this is a slight tangent, but people think financial freedom is all about the money, right? Financial freedom is about 
literally being free in energy and time and thought, right? Like imagine the person you can become and what you think is possible if you weren't limited by financial resources. Like I used to then be a big fan of venture capital when it comes to doing a business. But the reason why I kind of shifted my mindset and while a lot of my effort and energy next year is going to be spent pitching and securing capital for Melanin Money and Melanin Millionaires Club is because the level of dreams and aspirations that we have, not to say that we can't reinvest profits and do a lot of this on our own, but there's a reason why Facebook is Facebook. There's a reason why uh, Amazon is Amazon, right? They got an extensive amount of resources to be able, like, if they want to try anything, they can try anything, right? And so that's why financial freedom is so important. And you want to be able to give your kids choices, right? Because it really unlocks the paradigms. Let me give you a real world example. I don't come from money. My wife comes from a pretty decent background. They did well for themselves. And so when we first got together, there was always this conflict because I had a scarcity mindset at one point because I was frugal. I wanted to hold on to everything because I know what it's like to not have money. My wife didn't have that. Like her upbringing was so different that she didn't have those limitations, right? She only saw possibility. And so we had a conflict because every time she would want to do something because she feels like money was limitless. I'm like, yeah, you tripping. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nah, you relax. But it created a healthy balance because where she had no guardrails, I had too many. Right. And so now we created a healthy balance where it's like I'm, I was able to start to relinquish the scarcity mindset on what's possible and understand that, as y'all know, when I get paid, you know, every time I pay, I get paid. Right. And being OK, letting money leave my hand because I know that it's going to come back to me. So slight tangent there, but I think it's a mindset thing that everybody needs to embrace and tap into. Yeah, and Jack, I'll let you go in after this, but just real, a real easy example is Tesla. Like you can't think about starting a Tesla if, you, if you're in a financial scarcity mindset, right? Like Elon Musk had what, $150 million after he you know, sold his position in, in PayPal and things like that. It's like 180, but yeah. 180, yeah. But like, again, you can't fathom these big world changing ideas if you worry about how you have to pay your rent the next month. Mm-hmm. Right. So financial freedom not only sets you up financially, it sets it opens your mind to have the freedom to think about things that don't have an immediate uh, payday attached to them. Right. Like, right. again, you, you hear the saying a lot of people, if they can't see the payout on opportunity, they, they don't do it because they're so focused on money. And I think they miss out on a lot of opportunities. That's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, this is it's the same kind of line that we like to say, like, you're not going to be able to thrive if you're not surviving. Mm. So. Yeah. I don't like to take everything back to my childhood, but as a kid, like my grades were not as good as they could have been. And my teachers, I remember them talking to my mom, like, Oh, you know, her grades are decent, but she could be doing better. Well, day to day, like I'm literally worried about what I'm going to eat, why I'm getting teased at school. You know, I don't have enough clothes. Like I don't, you know, I'm getting, you know, uh, I'm just worried about what's going on in the classroom, what's going around me, what's going on with my stomach. So I'm not, able to thrive in the classroom because I'm worried about surviving day to day. So it's the same situation that a lot of people are in when you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're worried about surviving. You know, you got to keep this job because you got to keep more money coming in. You can't get to the thriving point because you're so so worried about that next paycheck. Where's that next paycheck going to come from? So we just want to encourage you guys to make sure that if you missed our Black Wealth episode, go back and listen to it about investing. We gave you guys some options, some opportunities, some ways to get started. You have mm-hmm. to be investing so that you can really free your mind at the end of the day. Yeah. 
It's like mental slavery, bro. Like, I, ne- I never really sat on this thought process for as long as we're doing it right now. But like, yo, that's mental slavery. You 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 can't, you don't have the capacity to think any further. We have to think about food, so I'm asleep. I'm going to pay my rent. More, pay yeah. rent. You don't have any capacity to even have a business idea, right? Yeah. Like, And I'll never forget, like February of 2018 was the first day that I replaced my work income with my business income, right? That was one of the freest days I've ever had in my entire life. Like I knew that I could support myself as an adult doing what I wanted to do, right? And now to this day, like the reason I'm, you know, we're able to come up with new ideas and like new, like the Melanin, you know, Melanin Money, the Melanin Millionaire Club and our other business ideas, we have an opportunity to sit back and think, right? Mm-hmm. The most profitable activity you'll ever do is to sit and think. <laughs> That's a fact. Right? But you can't do that if you don't have free time, you know, to like do stuff to pay your bills. So like, um, again, I never really harped on this thought so much, but like, yo, it's, it's honestly crazy how like the mental jail that a lot of people are in because they can't, they can't yeah. outthink the week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is crazy. I think the, the, there's a quote that says, the poor think or the poor uh, live paycheck to paycheck Middle class live month to month. The rich live year to year. The wealthy live generation to generation. Ooh, that's a line. Right. And so when you think about that, it's like there's some people that are trying to figure out what's going to happen on Friday. And there's some people that are trying to figure out what's going to happen 30 years from now. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a different level of liberation. Like, and the only way they can have that level of liberated mindset. It's because what's happening from the next day to day, month to month, year to year, that's figured out, right? Businesses, real businesses forecast on an annual basis. They look at three years out sometimes, right? The average small business owner, week to week, month to month, right? And so it's like, guys, financial, like, listen, I want you to really, I really want to drive this home and then we'll get back to our last point, right? The reason why you have to put yourself in a solid financial position, and part of that is, I mean, we talk about scarcity mindset, but you still do need to be a good steward over your finances because even though cash is trash from an inflation standpoint, it's also opportunity, right? You need to have opportunity. You need to have capital reserves. If you want to be able to go out and do something for the business, you got to have money to do that, right? If you want to hire the, the best copywriter or the best social media management team. Like we got to have those resources available to do that. Right. And so it's like, guys, like put yourself in the right position. I know this is quite the tangent from like the original topic, but I think we all can agree who's listening to this, that it's relevant from a vantage point of being able to choose what you love is largely dependent upon your position financially. Right. A lot of women, we revert back to relationships. Ooh, it's about to get deep. How many women stay in relationships, abusive relationships, because the man created an environment where she didn't have her own money and she couldn't leave, right? Mm -hmm. And she couldn't leave. Not that she didn't want to, not that she was weak. Like she couldn't, where was she going to go? And you know when my mindset shifted on this concept? is I got asked to speak, this like seven years ago, at like this, this homeless woman's something, I can't remember the title of it. And I, I'm not gonna lie to you, I used to have this very like rigid perspective of homeless people. I'm not gonna lie, as a young man, I used to have a very rigid perspective. It was just like, homeless, like it's America. Like, you know, go out and get it. Like, why are you begging? Why are you asking for money? And then the lady that asked me to speak, she said, well, let me ask you this. She was like, 
Well, have you ever thought about the fact that a woman, a woman who was in a domestic violence relationship was just so fed up that she'd rather live on the street than stay another night in that man's house? Mm. Right. You just never know. That's just one example. You just never know a person's situation. Right. And so it's like finances, the freedom that finances give you is way deeper than buying a Lambo, flying private, flying first class, buying the nicest drip. It's way bigger than that. It's way bigger than that, guys. Whatever you can do, if you're able-bodied and God has blessed you with a a sound mind to be able to think and and, and do things differently, invest in yourself and and change your situation. Huge. Huge. All right, guys. So we know that we went deep on this. So let's let's uh, let's kind of like wrap this up with one final point on the kind of the whole love and legacy perspective. Right. So should you have to choose between a career right now? This is this is not with the lens of like your parents, like wanting you to do something. Should you have to choose between a career that you're super passionate about, that you enjoy, that seems like it's going to be totally fulfilling Versus something that you know for a fact will make you profitable or make you money, right? Should you have to choose which one is more important? Is it more important to start out and do something that you know is going to put money in the bank? Or do you say, you know what, I'm going to do what I love. And because I do what I love, I'm going to do it consistently because I do it consistently. I'm going to get good at it because I get good at it. I'm eventually going to get paid for it, right? Like, what is your thoughts on that when it comes to the real world? Because we just mentioned that you need real money to survive in the real world. Yeah. So should you have to choose or should your offspring have to choose? Well, this one, this one is just like you as an individual. We've already kind of touched on touched on that. Like, should you have to choose as an individual? Sometimes you're forced into a position where you have to choose. You don't get a choice of choosing. Your choice is made for you. Your choice is I ain't got no bread, so I got to go get it. Fair. But on, on both sides. Right. So, like, if if you're in a position where, you know, because exactly exactly is right. It's situation-based, right? If you have to pay the bills tomorrow, you can't, you can't, you can't even think passion. But like a lot mm-hmm. of people are in situations where like they, you know, make enough money or they live with the, their parents and can, and, and can pay their bills. But like they have a choice. Do I go start this business that because I know I'm good at this, I can make money? Or do I follow my heart and just try something where, the, again, I might not make money for a decent amount of time, but... I know I love to do it, so I want to try to do it every day, right? right. So, so I, again, I guess I can just pick on this, and it, it, it breaks my heart because, again, I'm so adamant about people following their passion, and when you love something, you get good at it long enough, you're going to eventually get paid for it, you're going to be paid a lot of money for it. But I also know at the same time, there's nothing more stressful than mm-hmm. trying to follow your passion when the bills are due the next month. Right. Because then you're putting pressure on your passion and you mm-hmm. might end up losing it because you don't want to, you know, it, it's stressful now. So, yeah, um, I think it depends on your situation. If you if you can go all in on your passion, you have the capacity, you have the support system around you. Then I please do that because the payout might take a little bit longer, but it's going to be grander. But yeah. if you have to pay the bills, I think it's so unfair to put pressure on your passion and end up losing something you love to do because you can't immediately get paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to that end, I think I heard this quote one time said being an artist in your twenties is taking a chance. Being an artist in your thirties is like, is like dangerous. Right. So like, I'm not putting time constraints on it by no means. Cause you can, I mean, there's people, you see all the little memes or like Ava DuVernay, like picked up a pen at 35 or something like that. Right. But what I'll say is for my younger listeners, right. Or regardless of where you're at, if you truly are passionate about something, you know, like, 
it makes your heart sing and you just light up at the chance of doing it, then what I will say is have the humility to humble your lifestyle that in a way that will afford you the opportunity to do it. Especially if you don't, if you are already in a relationship or you don't already have kids, it's like, if you really believe that you love it and you want to do it, then you also, I would say you do need to choose between the luxuries of the lifestyle that you've come accustomed to if you're at that point or that you're willing to postpone if you haven't done it yet versus your passion. Because to Carter's point, if you put yourself in a position like to where you can't pay the bills and you're putting all that pressure, like your passion has to fund your lifestyle, you're going to start resenting it, right? You're going to start to look at it differently. You're going to start to compromise the integrity of work that you do because you just got to get money, right? And so if it's something you're truly passionate about, you don't ever want to have to be in that position. Now, again, life's not black and white. There could be situations to Jacqueline's point where you're forced into it, right? You got laid off in the pandemic or, you know, you just can't get the job that you're looking for. They're not hiring, whatever it is. And at that point, you got to do what you got to do. But to the extent of what's possible for those who are like maybe side hustling right now or want to venture into something like put yourself in position, humble your lifestyle, right? Start, start, try to stack and save a little money so that when you do that thing that you're passionate about, you can give yourself enough margin of error and enough wiggle room to where like you're going to be all right. You're not like having to get paid just to make ends meet because you're, you won't have enough mental bandwidth. Like you, you won't even be able to be as creative and show up if you have that stuff running in the background. Yeah. I love that. And I heard, I heard, um, I was at Circle CEO's conference and one of the speakers said, like when he went to, to pursue his passion, he told his wife, like, we got to get a Mercedes, we got to get that Mercedes back. Right. You know, if we're going to take this chance, we got we to get that Mercedes back. We got to downgrade. And I love the point. If you you have to be willing to humble your lifestyle, if you're going to pursue that passion the way you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Jacqueline, any final thoughts on, on, on this topic? I know this was a, this was a deep one guys, you know, we're not, we're not proclaiming to be a, a therapy show or a relationship podcast, but again, money, money impacts everything in your life, right? It really does. It impacts the quality of food that you get, the quality of healthcare, the quality of experiences you're able to take. And so like, these are things that are, are, are real things. And so we, we thank you guys for, um, you know, being on this journey with us as we went, uh, kind of went a little bit deeper than we normally do. Yeah. Money, Money is not the most important thing, but it affects everything that is important. So I want you guys to keep in mind when you're dealing with your relationships that what comes first should be the relationship, right? Money should be second. So you should always be focused on what's the best outcome for this relationship, right? What's the end goal for this relationship? You know, if it's my family, how can we keep our family ties tight? If it's my partner, how can we keep our relationship clear? You know, everything like that. You, I really want you to consider that with your relationships, okay? And then consider uh-huh. money as, as the second part, as the afterthought, okay? Um, because at the end of the day, like, life is about what? What the relationships that you have, the happiness, how much you can help other people, right? And so money is a piece of that, but not everything. Absolutely. Uh, I think Harvard did a study, and we can end on this note, that the only proven correlation to a longer life is genuine human interaction. So always value people over money, always value relationships because you can always get more money, but some relationships are never worth sacrificing for a dollar. And on that note, guys, we'll see you next time. Peace.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.